You're listening to the Moon Griffon Show podcast on KPEL965.com. The Fox Business Report is brought to you by Gulf Coast Bank, your local community bank. Whether your financial needs are for an individual, a business, or for the whole family, Gulf Coast Bank has the knowledge and products to serve you best. With nine convenient locations throughout Acadiana, you're never far from a friendly Gulf Coast Bank associate. I'm Neil Cavuto, and this is the Fox Business Report. Job creation was slightly stronger than expected in November. There were 199,000 new positions created. The unemployment rate declined to 3.7%. The end of the United Auto Workers strike resulted in a step up in manufacturing. The labor force participation rate rose to 62.8, a sign of people returning to the workforce. Your next Apple device could be made in India or Vietnam. Multiple reports say Apple will be making iPads in Vietnam and is looking to to produce a quarter of its iPhones in India over the next three years. Honeywell is buying Carrier Global's security unit for nearly $5 billion. The unit makes electronic locks for hotels and hospitals. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Cosola, invested in you. Untuckit has everything he needs this holiday season. Shop now and save big with our biggest sale of the year happening at Untuckit.com or at any of the 80-plus Untuckit stores. Untuckit shirts are designed to be worn untucked. They keep him looking sharp and feeling comfortable. He'll love to unwrap one of our iconic button-downs, super soft flannels, or cozy sweaters. Get them while they last during our biggest sale of the year. Shop Untuckit's biggest sale of the year happening now at Untuckit.com or at any of our over... News Talk 96.5. KPL, Bro Bridge, Lafayette, broadcasting from the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Studios online at MatthewJames.com. It's adding fuel to the fire for House Republicans. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News, a new Hunter Biden indictment. In addition to the felony gun case, now nine federal charges that Fox's David Spunt reports allege the president's son didn't pay his taxes, but had plenty of money to do so. According to the indictment between 2016 and October 15th, 2020, the defendant spent this money on drugs, escorts and girlfriends, luxury hotels and rental properties, exotic cars, clothing and other items. Now, Hunter Biden may testify before a House committee next week and Republican Congressman Mike Turner tells Fox. As we go forward with this investigation, we need to find out, which this indictment does not touch, is why was he paid these millions of dollars? This is looking more like criminal activity than business activity. And where did this money go? The House may also next week formalize an impeachment inquiry probing if President Biden was involved in his son's business dealings. He insists he was not. And now also the U.N. Security Council is going to consider right now a resolution calling for another ceasefire in Gaza, warning of a humanitarian catastrophe. But Israeli spokesman Elon Levy says Hamas is using civilians as shields as they bomb terrorists. Over the past day, the IDF has struck around 450 targets in the Gaza Strip from the air, sea and land. Americans targeted in the Middle East again by Iran-backed militants for the 78th time since the war started. Rockets fired at the U.S. Embassy in Baghdad. Nobody was hurt. There was a little damage near the gate. A sentencing hearing is underway for Ethan Crumbly for murdering four classmates at Oxford High School in Michigan in 2021, including Madison Baldwin. Her mother just testified. To the waste that took my daughter's life, that name will never come out of my mouth. That life will cease to exist to me. 
And just like trash, it will be forgotten. Crumbly faces life in prison without parole. A rise in hiring last month, the number of jobs created, 199,000. Unemployment rate dropped to 3.7%. America's listening to Fox News. Want a deal? Get a free Moto 5G phone when you sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, unlimited text, and 15 gig data plan for just 35 bucks a month. Dial pound 250. Say the keyword save now to get this exclusive offer and to select the plan that's right for you and your family. Pure Talk gives you America's most dependable 5G network at half the price. Dial pound 250. Say the keyword save now to claim your free Moto G 5G phone with a qualifying plan. And Pure Talk simply smarter wireless. Looking for top-notch personal protection? The Smith & Wesson Equalizer is here to level the playing field. Easy-to-rack slide, easy-to-control ergonomic grip, it's designed for you. With a 10, 13, and 15-round magazine included, size up for better control or size down for easier concealment. Don't miss out on the opportunity to upgrade your safety. Visit your local dealer now. To learn more about the Equalizer, visit smith-wesson.com. Smith & Wesson, empowering Americans. All capacity sizes may not be available in your jurisdiction. The Joe Cunningham Show has a new start time. That's right. Hey, everybody, it's me, Joe Cunningham, and I want you to join me every weekday at 5 p.m. here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. All of the news and analysis that's important to you right here in Acadiana, be it local, state, or national, going to have that for you during your evening drive every day from 5 to 6 p.m. The Joe Cunningham Show right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. Good morning, Louisiana. This is not Moon Graffon. Moon is taking a well-deserved break. He will be back on Monday. In the meantime, this is Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon. He uh, he has left me the reins. I have promised I will do as little to uh, destroy the show as possible. But I do want to start this morning with probably the most exciting news of the day to come out. It actually came out overnight. Um. There are new indictments against Hunter Biden. The uh, the special prosecutor, David Weiss, has filed in a California court uh, this new uh, this new set of like nine counts of tax evasion against Hunter Biden, and it's actually uh, it's it's a mix of very serious but also kind of hilarious when you think about it because of all the stuff he tried to get away with. As, uh, as in, in trying to av avoid paying taxes, this, this is the behavior of somebody who has had very few people in his life tell him, no, this isn't just about addiction. This is about privilege and, and trading on your dad's name and, and, and having that powerful political name behind you and thinking you can't be held accountable for things. Um, he, he went on what he called in his own memoir, a bacchanal. He went on this vice-ridden tirade over the course of years, uh, drugs, hookers, everything like that. And he, in the process, decided, I, I don't need to pay taxes. It's just phenomenal what he tried to get away with. So Will Scharf is, uh, he's an attorney, uh, he's, he, he's running for uh, 
he's running for attorney general of Missouri. And he is a uh, he was a lawyer for, for President Donald Trump. And he went through the indictment overnight. It worked in the wee hours of the morning reading this 30 something page indictment. And this is what he came away with. Uh, all the best of his is basically Hunter Biden's tax free holiday shopping list is what he called it. It is equal parts hilarious, but also just kind of sad. Uh, he, he spent his money. This is from David Weiss's own words. He spent money on everything but his taxes, drugs, escorts, his girlfriends, luxury hotels, uh, what are something called items of a personal nature, which I don't want to dig into at all for obvious reasons. Uh, He spent over twice as much on pornography and strippers than he did on rehab. Uh, He blew up on one of his own assistants after he failed, after Hunter Biden failed to notice his tax return sitting on his desk for over a month, he blew up on one of his assistants for not letting him know. Uh, he made the worst excuses for literally everything. His ex-wife saw his tax returns, two uh, unfiled two-year-old tax returns sitting in the trunk of his car. So Hunter Biden tried to claim they were copies, even though the checks were literally attached to those returns. I take it back, actually. When, he, when it says he paid, he spent his money on literally everything but his taxes, that's not true because he also told his ex-wife he couldn't pay alimony because he had to pay his taxes, but he didn't pay his taxes either. You know what he spent his money on? His boat payments. He had to make sure that was up to date. Uh, he forgot to tell his accountants about his forthcoming memoir, the one that he went on that self-described Bacchanal. Uh, An an excerpt from his memoir paints a picture of his actual entourage at a time when he was supposedly racking up hundreds of thousands of business expenses. He paid $1,500 to a stripper purportedly for artwork. According to... Uh, David Weiss's filing, the exotic dancer had not sold him any artwork, which I think we can contest that. Dancing is art, right? You can't hang it up in your house, but dancing is art. Surely that counts, right? I don't know. Uh, Hunter's secretary got very upset when he fa- when she found out that Hunter was paying his random girlfriends and ex-girlfriends more money than that secretary was making as a salary. Uh, that exchange is actually caught in the filing. Um Hunter Biden told the secretary to take such and such person off payroll. I thought you said decidedly she didn't want to work and she didn't need health insurance. Remember that conversation? Personal assistant says, no, I don't. I do not remember the conversation. I remember a conversation where I was disappointed that you wanted to pay her the same rate as me, but I am over that. Maybe you told, maybe she told you that, but I wasn't involved. Hunter Biden said, regardless uh, that's if she was working a 40-hour week full-time for me, but I haven't talked to them in seven months. He was paying this person the salary, the same salary as his secretary, but the person had, they, they hadn't seen talked to the girl for seven months. I mean, this dude is out of his mind with his uh, payments. He tried to write off flying a stripper out to see him as a tax-deductible business expense, which I thought this was America. You can't just fly your strippers out to you and write it off as a business expense. Freedom is truly dead. Membership fees for a sex club are not a deductible business expense, even if you call the money a golf membership deposit. 
apparently he spent what twenty eight thousand dollars trying to get do that twenty seven thousand dollars in payments to a pornography site which he also tried to write off as a deductible business expense uh and that is not a deductible business expense even if you use a business line of credit to make the payments that's 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 very sad kind of horrifying very sad um I mean, he, he, he's, his best case scenario is he's, he's looking at real legitimate prison time. I don't know how the justice system, the way it is now, will actually uh, work on that. But, but he, he should face prison time. This is, this is the type of stuff that Hollywood, like the behavior, this behavior Hollywood itself enjoys, but also behavior that Hollywood writes into movies is like the corrupt businessman who eventually gets taken down by the feds. This is what Hunter Biden's doing. Um, But like I was saying, very seriously, uh, the sin, the debauchery, the hookers, the blow, everything like that. On some level, and I know your mileage may vary on this, at some level, you kind of feel sorry for him. I mean, he's clearly somebody who's caught up in the throes of addiction, but at the same time, it's very hard to feel sorry for somebody who is – this is not – like you have your, your random addicts on the street who get hooked on something and, and their whole lives are destroyed. This is somebody whose addiction was supported, was uh, not endorsed but pretty ignored by his family. He was allowed to get away with whatever he wanted. Daddy always came to his, uh, to his assistance, always helped him out. It's it's really just it's a very sad state of affairs. It just it not only screams addiction, it screams privilege. Hunter Biden is the child of Joe Biden, who has spent decades in Washington D.C. not accomplishing anything as a senator not accomplishing anything, as a vice president doing nothing but embarrassing himself, and as president actually hurting our economy and hurting the American citizen, making America less safe. And yet, because of his influence in the Senate, because of his influence in Washington, D.C., Hunter Biden got to trade on his name and become super wealthy. And his dad, as we're now finding out, was in pretty frequent contact with his business partners, was in... Uh, what was receiving money from Hunter's business exploits was benefiting from it. He endorsed that behavior. He was fine with Hunter Biden and all of Hunter Biden's problems until Joe Biden wanted to become president. And at first he tried to distance himself. Then he tried to play uh, the proud Papa, the proud supportive Papa. But over time, it's just really, you know, come to light that the justice system has absolutely ignored everything that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden were trying to get away with, and Hunter Biden in particular. So Special Prosecutor David Weiss, who we were all concerned that he was going to, it was just going to be another White House cover-up, but he is really pushing on with some very serious, this isn't just like stuff that you can, uh, this isn't stuff that you can, you know, just plead your way down out of. I mean, this is this is a lot of serious stuff.
it's not good for the White House. Andrew McCarthy uh, at National Review uh, has this. Uh, the Hunter Biden tax indictment is a disaster for the White House. There are several astonishing things about the 56-page grand jury indictment filled with nine counts against the president's son, Hunter Biden, by federal prosecutor David Weiss. The first is that it's dizzying. The indictment is a scathing, uh, is scathing in describing the younger Biden's unsavory lifestyle, his deep dishonesty, and his willful decision to evade tax liabilities on millions of dollars in income and instead spend the money on escorts, drugs, luxury goods, and the like. He is portrayed as exactly the kind of tax cheat who was prosecuted. But here's the problem. Just four months ago, the same David Weiss tried to bury the same case against the same Hunter Biden, offering a no-jail plea to two puny misdemeanors, a sweetheart deal so out of the ordinary that Weiss's minions could not answer a judge's simple questions about it. That the ever-entitled Hunter's defense lawyers foolishly blew up over fear of hypothetical prosecution on tougher charges that Weiss patently uh, had no intention to bring. In this indictment, Weiss scoffs that, only, that Hunter only filed his taxes in the relevant years because he'd been dragged into court over civil cases, which resulted in judges forcing him to fess up about his finances and produce tax returns. Six of the in indictment's nine charges are misdemeanors, each punishable by up to a year's imprisonment. They allege willful failures to pay taxes for the years 2016 through 2019 and file returns in 2017 and 2018. The other three charges are felonies. The most serious is tax evasion in 2018, which carries a potential five-year prison sentence. If the, if the math is right, Hunter is looking at a maximum statutory sentence of 17 years under federal sentencing guidelines. His sentence, if convicted, would be lighter but not insignificant. President Biden is not alluded to in the indictment, but his brother Jim is, as are other Hunter partners, Rob Walker, James Gillard, James Sherwin, Devin Archer, uh, Yi John Ming. If the case goes to trial, it would be embarrassing for the Biden administration. The Biden administration has actively tried to cover a lot of this up. They've tried to push it away. They've tried to say, oh, no, 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 we... This is nothing you have to worry about. This is all just, these are all accidents. These are all things. These are not major things. And in no way is the president involved. Well, as it turns out, with what the House, Oversight's uh, House Oversight Committee is finding, with what David Weiss has just filed charges on, this is a very serious thing. And it's going to be bad for the White House. Anyway, if you want to be part of the conversation, the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline is open, 844-766-6607 is the number. Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon Graffon. We'll be back in just a moment. When you think about how you spend your money in retirement, what comes to mind? Probably travel, sunny beaches, and spoiling your grandchildren? But a recent survey found that over 30% of every dollar a retiree spends goes to taxes. Baby boomers were told for years to save money in their IRAs and 401ks and pay taxes later. Well, now that day has arrived, and boomers are shocked to see a third of their money going back to Uncle Sam. John Blanchett and the Matthew James Financial Group can help. What if you could protect all or most of your retirement wealth from future tax rate increases, achieve a zero or near zero effective tax rate for most of your retirement years? Find out more. 337-366-8366. Isn't it time you got a second opinion on your wealth and retirement outlook? Learn how you could potentially kick the IRS out of your IRA. 
337-366-8366 and online at matthewjames.com. You know what? Trust means everything when you're selling or buying a home. And I know this for a fact. Nicole Spellman Group, they're the ones that you have to depend on because they're the ones you can trust. And trust means everything. Your biggest possession, your most prized investment is your home. And I trust Nicole Spellman Group every single time. If I'm going to sell my home or buy a home, Nicole Spellman Group, you got to have somebody you can trust. That's Nicole Spellman Group. You know, the average realtor only spends a few hundred dollars a month marketing for you. The Nicole Spellman Group spends tens of thousands every month, every month to attract new and more buyers, which increases demand to sell your home faster. And guess what? For top dollar. That's why I trust the number one team serving the entire state of Louisiana, the Nicole Spellman Group, to sell my home. Call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home, the Nicole Spellman Group. So do this now. Go online to NicoleSpellmanGroup.com, NicoleSpellmanGroup.com, or just Google Nicole Spellman Group. Nicole Spellman Group, I'm telling you right now, why go anywhere else? She's the real deal. Welcome back to the Moon Graffon Show. Moon is taking a well-deserved vacation. He'll be back on Monday. This is Joe Cunningham filling in. Uh, if you want to be part of the conversation, absolutely. The Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline is open, 844-766-6607. Coming up at the t- uh, at the bottom of the hour, going to have Scott McKay from the Hayride and from the Revivalist joining us to uh, talk about all sorts of things happening in the state so that should be a fun conversation as well. Later on in the show, uh, Holly Bofi will be joining us to talk about uh, the, uh, the the stuff going on with graduation requirements, leap tests, and all that. It'll be an interesting conversation uh, to have with Ms. Bofi. Now, I, I do want to follow up with the Hunter Biden stuff with just one more thought. Um, the thing about it is David Weiss is trying to to thread a very narrow line here. Um, he or he's trying to walk a very narrow line here. He's got to come across as being tough on Hunter Biden because he gave that sweetheart deal to Hunter Biden. But I think he's still trying to avoid implicating the president in some of Hunter Biden's scams and schemes. I don't know that it's going to work because the House Oversight Committee has so much. We'll we'll see just how that goes. All right, let's jump over to the phone lines. We've got Terry in Lafayette on the line. Terry, how are you doing today? Hey, pretty good. Uh, you're a great host, by the way, for, well, for Moon. Thank you. I was calling because... Um, I I looked it up just just in case with quick 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 pro Joe that that uh, it becomes a a level of bribery and extortion under the Hobbs Act. Mm-hmm. Which and in Latin, quick pro means something for something. He yeah. admits it mm-hmm. right there. That's evidence right there mm-hmm. by his own ad- admission. Furthermore trying to, you know, file the RICO Act against the Trump organization. I think if you really look at it, the RICO Act, Racketeering Influence and Corruption Organization, you look at, it, yeah. at the Democratic Party, the major networks, and intelligence officers are involved in that. Yeah, I mean, there's... there's... The obvious thing... 
Go ahead. No, I'm just, yeah, there's there's a lot of evidence to show that there's a lot more players involved than just Hunter and Joe Biden. And I think that's ultimately what the House Oversight Committee under James Comer is is really digging into. I mean, we we see now that the House Republicans have the text for their impeachment inquiry because we we don't have an official resolution uh, calling for an impeachment inquiry. We only have uh, the the investigations that are ongoing, but the House has released the text. They are going to have an official impeachment inquiry because, like you said, there is so much more here than just what's in this indictment. You mean of Hunter? Uh, yeah, yeah. Joe. Uh, well, um, the, the indictment against Hunter is a pretty big part of it but the house's the, the house's investigation is looking into the ties between Joe and Hunter. This indictment, if Hunter Biden is hiding these millions from from the from the IRS, what else is he hiding? That's going to I think open the door a little bit more to what the house is investigating. Yeah, he's hiding it. You know this uh this Anthony Blinken uh-huh. who crafted that uh, letter of the 51 intelligence officers? Yeah. It's still within the statute of limitations. He should be charged with inter- election interference mm-hmm. as well as the 51 officers because obviously that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Yeah. They they were definitely trying to influence the election with that. And, and the media and social media were complicit in that. Now, are you going to get a court to buy into that? I don't know, but I'm pretty sure somebody's going to try at some point in the near future. Terry, thank you very much for the call. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, I, I, one more thing on all this. We're nowhere near the end. As I mentioned, the House is getting ready to officially launch its impeachment inquiry. And when we get to that point, things are you're, you're going to hear a lot more partisan spin. It's going to come right as we get to uh, an electoral year, presidential election year. It, it, there's going to be so much stuff flying around that it's going to be impossible to keep up. But that's why... We have talk radio and it's really, really important that you guys stay listening to Moon Grafoncho. If you're here in Lafayette, listen to my show at five o'clock, but but listen to whoever, you know, who you listen to during the day. Moon, Dan Bongino, all the folks on talk radio cutting through the spin of the leftist media, cutting through the spin of all the folks out there that are trying to just wish cast all this away. Because it's pretty, pretty clear that a lot of folks are just trying to run cover for the president in the hopes that he doesn't lose to Donald Trump again. All right, let's take a break. We'll be back. Scott McKay joining us here on the Moon Grafon Show. Joe Cunningham filling in. season this year i want you to try some rage and cajun authentic roux and let rage and cajun roux do the hard work for you using just two simple ingredients rage and cajun roux a slow cook for six hours for the perfect dark and rich tasting gumbo you can find rage and cajun roux and rage and cajun original cajun seasoning and all your favorite grocery stores today folks ask them for that rage and cajun try all your great rage and cajun products ask for them by name in the grocery store Raging Cajuns, folks. This food is great. I want to mention my good friends at Schumacher Homes. Look, I've been telling you about them for a long, long time. Schumacher Homes is now has a big deal for you. Fixed financing offered and available. Thanks to a limited time off, you can lock in 5.875% fixed rate for 30 years. No better time than today to start building your dream home. And that's what Schumacher Homes do. They build your dream home. Your dream home, not theirs, yours. 
Call him and visit SchumacherHomes.com, SchumacherHomes.com. Schumacher Homes has been successfully crafting affordable custom homes for over three decades. Three decades and a commitment to ensuring a pleasant, straightforward, stress-free home building experience is the key. They start you at the beginning and they walk through the process till your home is a dream home, your dream home. Contact them today, either by phone or going to SchumacherHomes.com. SchumacherHomes.com, schedule your free, no obligation design and pricing meeting. Do it up front. They want to tell you everything up front. Schumacher Homes, SchumacherHomes.com, SchumacherHomes.com. We all use technology to make our lives simpler, but you may be losing a human touch with your customers. If your business telephone system is antiquated or you're near the end of a contract with your internet and phone service provider, it's time to contact Line One about their hosted phone service. They can set up with the technology tools to create a more personal relationship with your customers utilizing their state-of-the-art cloud-based telephone system. Line One has user-friendly phones, web meetings, video conferencing, and can integrate your smartphones with your office phone system. Imagine your smartphone integrated with your business phone system. With the Line One app, your office will have the ability to transfer calls directly to your smartphone. And when you make a call from the app, it will display the call ID of your business, not your cell number. Your Line One system will be intimately configured for your business needs. Check us out at Line.One. Line.One. It's time to talk to the professionals. Learn more about the technology with a human touch. Go to Line.One and tell them Moon sent you. Your home. This hour of the Moon Griffon Show brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Welcome back to the Moon Grafon Show. Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon Grafon. He's on vacation. You can call in and be part of the conversation if you want to. The Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline is open, 844-766-6607. But the phone line is full right now because I have, it is my honor to have a best-selling author with us, Scott McKay. Uh, kudos to CNN for helping make you a best-selling author there for a bit. How does that feel, Scott? Exactly. Well, it, it feels pretty good. You know, uh, I started writing books back in 2019. Um, and, but that, you know, those were like self-published novels that were kind of a shot in the dark, hoping that, uh, some film producer would jump on them at some point. But, uh, you know, a year and a half ago, I wrote the first political book with an actual publisher. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it sold a little and then kind of, you know, his books do sort of go away. And I'd forgotten about that one and, you know, ended up writing a, a new book that's already out. Um, and then lo and behold, Mike Johnson, who wrote the foreword for the Revivalist Manifesto, uh, becomes Speaker of the House. You know, and I mean, I, I, as soon as that happened, I remember calling the uh, the, the publisher of that uh, of the Revivalist Manifesto saying, hey, this is a pretty good marketing opportunity. And they're like, yeah, you should do something about that. And I'm like, wait, no, y'all are the publisher. Like, y'all, anyway, so it doesn't, I don't know, it's maybe a couple of weeks later, uh, this, you know, I get this email from this guy, Andrew Kaczynski who uh, writes things for CNN's website and is like an alumnus of BuzzFeed, yep. 
which should tell you something about like what kind of high end journalism we're talking about here. Uh, and he's like, you know, you're a poopy head, and Mike Johnson's a poopy head for writing of the forward for your poopy head book. And here are all the things in it that you know that we object to, that we don't like, and it's full of you know racist and homophobic things and conspiracy theory things, you know. And and then he lists them all, and it's like, yeah, those are things that conservatives believe. Like they're not conspiracy theorist uh, theories. They're not racist. They're not homophobic. Like. Everyone, even gay people, believe that Pete Buttigieg is obnoxiously gay. Like, that's not a homophobic thing to say. Um, so anyway, and, you know, he's, he's like, you, you know, do you have any comment on this? And I was like, yeah, can I send you a link so that people can buy signed copies of the book? <laughs> right? Because you're going to sell tons of my books. And I love that you're going to do this. And so I don't think he liked that. Um, but he goes with the piece, and it dropped a week ago, last Friday. By Saturday, the book was number one on Amazon's comparative politics chart. Um, you know, and I mean, I like all these people like, wow, man, CNN's attacking you. Like, no, CNN is selling my books. Well, and um, and this has been a great week. I mean, like, I, I went from a guy who is a published author to a guy who's a best-selling author. And, you know, like I got the, the, that book is selling, but now I've got a new book. Uh, and I guess we probably should talk about it a little bit. The name of it is Racism, Revenge and Ruin. It's all Obama. And it's basically about the effect Obama has had on the country over the last, you know, 16 years, uh, which, you know, is a big subject. Right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like that's helping this book sell. So, like, I'm just waiting for CNN to do an attack piece on uh, racism, revenge and ruin. So that I can be a two-time best-selling author. I mean, if you went after Obama, you're obviously a racist, and therefore they need to come after you for that book. I have, did you have did did you have Trump write the forward to that book? That would have been even better. Just <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I should have, but I didn't. Um, but you know, you, you hit on something that's exactly right. And this is, I mean, it existed prior to Obama's arrival on the scene, but but. To say that he turbocharged it is probably insufficient, which is this phenomenon of canceling people who have a perspective that is inconvenient, right? Like, there were lots of folks who did the research on who Barack Obama was when he started running for president. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, like, everything that, you know, that there was to know about Obama was available. Right, all of the red diaper baby stuff, the Frank Marshall Davis uh, 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 connections, the Bill Ayers connections, the Jeremiah Wright stuff, all of that stuff was out there. You know, like pe people who had done the work knew exactly who Barack Obama was and what a massive threat to America as founded he was. Mm -hmm. And every time somebody popped off and tried to say something, they got canceled. It was, oh, you're a racist and you just have a problem with a black man running for president. And it's like, no, actually, there are plenty of black people who could run for president that we would be perfectly happy with. We don't like communists. Right. Um, and, I, and and that's I, look, I mean, it sounds weird to say, oh, the guy's a communist. He's a communist. Like that, the reason that Barack Obama says the things he does, the reason that he did the things he did while he was president, and those things are still being done, because if you think Joe Biden's the guy running the country, you're not paying attention, um, you know, is, is that the ideology that he largely inherited from Frank Marshall Davis, who was a member of Communist Party USA back in the you know, mid 
uh, 20th century um, and was Barack Obama's ideological and intellectual father, if not his biological father. Um, you know, like everything that you saw with Obama's presidency and everything that has now metastasized into the Biden administration's policies and, and other actions, it's all stuff that CPUSA was touting back in the 40s and 50s. Yeah. And it's, it's, um, it's stark when you do the research and see it. And it, part of what still gets me um, is when Barack Obama was running – in 2008, uh, the the very first thing I noticed as a as a young commentator on on things like that on a college campus watching uh, a, a rally for Obama, it, he wasn't there, but it was support. It was Louisiana Democrats supporting Barack Obama hitting Louisiana college campuses. There was there was no substance to the person. There was hope. There was change, and there was this rock right. star movement. It was like. This is this is what a cult of personality looks like. Everybody is fallen in love with the man and nobody knows what the man actually represents, which is why uh, Rush Limbaugh had you know, famously said, I hope he fails and gotten so much trouble for that. But when you look at what Barack Obama was su- successful, yet, yeah, he we would have preferred he failed in the long run. Well, I mean, uh, you know, so the one the one thing that he did through legislation um, I mean, yeah, he passed a, a quote unquote infrastructure package, which was really just a big giant giveaway to uh, state and local governments. Yeah. But the one thing that that uh, policy major policy change that he passed was Obamacare, mm-hmm. which, you know, was a first in American history in that it's it was the first, you know, life changing piece of legislation in uh, in the country's history that wasn't bipartisan in any way, shape, matter or form. Right. Like, I mean, it was kind of a dictatorial thing. The Democrats had the numbers. And so they forced this thing down the people's throats. And then, you know, like Nancy Pelosi said, you have to pass it to find out what's in it. Well, what was in it was an assault on faith in America, for one thing. Right. Because there were all kinds of policy things in Obamacare that were, you know, kind of hardcore left wing things that violated the, you know, the values and precepts of, for example, Catholic institutions or Christian companies. And, you know, the famous Hobby Lobby case was a great example of that. Right. Like they didn't want to cover abortifacient pills in their company health plan and Obamacare forced them to. Um, you know, and I mean, it's like, look, you can't force us to violate our religious values um, in the way we do business. And the DOJ under Obama took the position basically that religious freedom ends at the church door. You don't get to to uh, exercise uh, your faith in, you know, the public square or in commerce or any of that kind of stuff. You can go to church. But you have to be, you know, perfectly secular and woke outside of uh, that church. And I I hate to tell you, but that is precisely the religious freedom that was guaranteed in the Soviet Constitution. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, like it's a a really scary thing. And it wasn't just Hobby Lobby. I mean, you got all these, you know, cake bakers and florists and wedding planners and so forth uh, who are Christians and are, you know, then banned from. Uh, doing business in some of these states because they don't want to officiate or service, you know, gay weddings. Well, you know, I like that's all Obama stuff. And, um, 
I, you know, it, it's a it's a violation of America as founded. And, you know, people are tempted because this stuff is so pervasive to just think it's well, it's just how society evolved. And, you know, one of the big, big messages of racism, revenge and ruin is it's not organic. This stuff was contrived and then executed uh, and, and, you know, a, a thousand different ways by things that uh, Obama and his people did while he was in office. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, all I, I I like that you're calling them out on using the word evolve because that's not evolution as we know it is when something naturally improves for the better and for sustainability, and this is not what's happening. This is forced change by some very loud activist groups that have gotten their hold on companies, they've gotten their hold on government, and they're weaponizing it against people they don't like. Masterpiece Cake Shop is just constantly under siege makes it by in one Supreme Court case, immediately gets targeted by another activist group. Little Sisters of the Poor, the Obama administration was targeting nuns, and no nobody on the left saw a problem with that. This, this is why it's very difficult when you talk about what's going on in the Democratic Party to say, well, you have the progressives and you have the moderate Democrats, when there's not really such thing as a moderate Democrat. There's just a less progressive Democrat at this point. Yeah, no, I think that's exactly right. And, you know, um, and again, what you're seeing today is a metastasization of what you saw when Obama was president. And, of course, it, you know, just to, to, to note what utter lies underlay this entire project, Joe Biden was supposed to be this centrist, moderate Democrat who uh, – you know, was kind of an old school guy and would bring back, you know, normalcy after these crazy years of Trump. And what you're getting is the most radical left wing administration in American history, even more so than Obama, for the simple reason that, you know, it's it's all Obama's people that are running Biden's administration. And these guys are going for broke because they know They've got to fund, complete the fundamental transformation of America and cement their power for all time before the country spits all this stuff out. I mean, if you look at the, the right track, wrong track numbers, even among Democrats, I was reading a piece uh, from uh, Roy Teixeira's uh, Substack this morning, like sounding the alarm on how the Democrats' um, base groups uh, are bleeding out, whether it's blacks or Hispanics or yeah. even even unmarried women are like the numbers are terrible. And they're they're actually in a state of panic right now because they're not sure they can hold their vote. Mm -hmm. uh, and they think, you know, like a crash is coming. And it's because they've pushed way too far. You know, but these guys are all ideologues. They don't care if they lose elections, if, you know, they're actually able to get power and <laughs> That was you saw that the, during the four years that Trump was in office. Obama was running a shadow government for those four years. You know, I get asked in these shows, like, do you think this is Obama's third term? And I'm like, the real question is whether it's Obama's fourth term. Um, you know, do, do you want to count this, you know, shadow government that was running the Mueller in inve investigation the first two years of Trump and you know, like the swamp drained him. And at the end of his his time in office, you had 51 intelligence community spooks, uh, you know, outright lied and claimed that the Hunter Biden laptop story was Russian disinformation, which turned the election for Biden. Right. And. 
yeah, I like you look at the stuff and you say, well, I'm not even sure how uh, there's much of an argument uh, as to uh, who's the most influential player in American politics over the last 16 years to our great detriment. Yep. All right, Scott, let's take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about some state stuff with you. Jeff Landry, stuff going on in Caddo Parish. We'll have a few minutes to do that. Scott McKay from the Hayride, the revivalist, uh, best-selling author. Uh, we'll be back with him in just a moment here on the Moon Graffon Show. Joe Cunningham filling in. From their humbling beginning, Dino Hardwoods has tried to provide superior service and quality products for their customers. Hey, I know Charles Altman. He does a great job. If you're looking for lumber, Dino Hardwood stocks a large selection of domestic and import hardwood lumber in Cypress. You ought to see that stuff. Exotic lumber, they got that as well. Trust in Dino Hardwoods when it comes to your exotic lumber needs right now. Molding, plywood, paint, and L products, they are ready for you. They got three great locations. The corporate office is right here at Broussard, Louisiana. There's an office in Shreveport on 2801 Valley View Drive and one in Tyler, Texas, 12492 Highway 155 North. Hey, if you're looking for something different and something new and somebody who will service you, it's Dino Hardwoods. I'm telling you, don't forget Dino Hardwoods. DinoHardwoods.com. DinoHardwoods.com. Great locations. They can service you. They can deliver. DinoHardwoods.com. Check out this great Louisiana company. Folks, if you get a chance to be in Shreveport or Baton Rouge, New Orleans, you know, and you haven't checked out Superior Grill, and you like good Mexican food, please go to Superior Grill. Go check them out. You're going to enjoy Everybody that I've sent there have really enjoyed the great taste of Superior Grill. They love the food. It's a big menu. It's a lot of different things you can pull out from the enchiladas to the fajitas to the tacos to the quesadillas to the steak to the hamburgers. They do it all at Superior Grill, and that sauce and that queso is all so good. And all you got to do is find a way to, to Shreveport, New Orleans, or Baton Rouge and get the great taste of Superior Grill. But, hey, if you're home, and you're in, the, in those areas and you want to cater and, and, and people like that, they cater. They can handle big groups. I've been there with many big groups and had a great, great time. They'll accommodate you. They'll accommodate you the best they can. You can pick up food to go as usual. Line Avenue in Shreveport, Government Street and Highland Road in Baton Rouge and St. Charles Avenue in New Orleans. Superior Grill. It's great. And next year, we're going to have one right here in Lafayette. So, hey, check them out. If you're headed that way, make darn sure you go check out the great taste of Superior Grill. Ray Chevrolet. Now, every pet comes with a unique set of hopes and dreams. Will he chase balls? Will she be friendly? Will he catch frisbees? And lifelong wishes. Will, Will they, they be, be healthy? healthy? Start with early and regular visits to your veterinarian for vaccinations and disease protection. Regular exams help diagnose, treat, and prevent serious health problems. Will he love long walks? Will, Will they, they be, be healthy? healthy? See that your new pet grows up healthy and happy. Call your veterinarian today. A message from your local veterinarians. Welcome back to the Moon Graffon Show. Joe Cunningham filling in for the vacationing Moon Graffon. Scott McKay, best-selling author. He is the guy behind the Hayride and the Revivalist. Uh, joining us on the phone now, we, we talked a lot about the national stuff, Obama and everything like that. Scott, I, I got to know, uh, what are you hearing as far as Jeff Landry getting prepped and getting ready to walk into the govern governor's mansion day one? It sounds like from what I've heard, there's going to be a lot of focus on kind of what his campaign was focusing on, the law and order and everything like that, criminal justice. 
What else can we kind of expect from Landry on day one? Well, I, you know, I don't know if day one is quite the thing, but I think you're going to see uh, some emphasis on some economic development things, tax reform, and, and that obviously they're going to do a lot on insurance. I haven't talked to anybody who quite knows what that's going to look like, um, but I know he's got a tort reform plan. Um, so, you know, there's that, I think they're, you know, they're, they're going to do some things to try to reinfuse the insurance market in the state. I mean, I, like we, we've got three problems in insurance, right? Like, I mean, we've got health insurance problems because we got too many people on Medicaid in the state and it's largely turned private health insurance on, into almost a boutique product. So you don't have enough uh, health insurers working in Louisiana. Property insurance is a mess. Car insurance has always been a mess. Uh, so you got a three, a three tiered problem that you got to fix uh, if you want to really get the state's economy moving. Um, and so, you know, I, I think a lot of this is about trying to reverse out migration, uh, and you've got to do something about insurance on that. The crime piece is going to be the biggest, yeah. uh, um, uh, emphasis because I mean, I don't know if you saw this, but there was a, a report that came out. Louisiana is the fourth worst state in the country for violent crime. Yeah. Um, and we're the worst state for murder. So like, you, you got to fix that. Um, and he, I think he's going to at least, he's going to do it or die trying. Um, so I, overall though, I think you're going to see some deregulation, uh, of, you know, licensing of, of different professions and things like that. I think you're going to see some moves toward that. Um, but it's going to be a very aggressive agenda when he takes office. Uh, and I, you know, it has to be, it's what the voters voted for yeah. overwhelmingly. And there really isn't a lot of opposition to some really strong conservative reforms. I mean, you saw how badly the Democrats did, but it wasn't just Democrats. Rhinos did very badly in that cycle as well. Yes. That's, I think from, from the night of the, uh, of the October election, I, my, my biggest takeaway was that it wasn't just it wasn't Republicans who won. It was conservatism that won in the state of That's Louisiana right. in October. And I, I hope that this aggressive agenda that you're describing, I hope that is what we see, because I think that's very much something that we're going to need going forward in the state. We have a lot of stagnation that we just have to overcome. We got to get the ball rolling again. I know Moon hates the phrase uh, 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 getting the ball right, uh, uh, step in the right direction, but, but we've got to take several steps in the right direction. Well, I, you know, what you really need is you need a rampage through that legislature. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I, you know, I've said this and it makes people cringe, but Jeff Landry needs to be the sort of anti Huey Long. Like he's got to go through that place and just change everything as fast as he can. Um, you know, just rip the Band-Aid off, shock treatment, and uh, and put Louisiana, at least from a policy standpoint, in line with the, the neighbor states that have been kicking our butt economically and, and with respect to getting people moving in and all that kind of stuff. And the reason is this. There's this great sorting going on across the country, right? Like you've got people streaming out of places like California and Illinois and New York, um, you know, they're, and they're, I mean, they're bringing jobs and money with them. Um, and mostly it's Republicans cleaning out of those states. Yeah. Uh, and they've been moving to all of our neighbors. 
And, you know, some of those places of Starling, Florida is full, <laughs> right? So, you know, you need to be able to compete for the folks that haven't quite left out of those blue states yet, but are still looking. And, you know, there's a great opportunity to reverse the out-migration yeah. and, and, like, completely. So right. I, I think you need to you need to make, make this place capable of, of attracting those folks. All right, Scott McKay with The Hayride, best-selling author, got some great books out there. Scott, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. All right, we'll be back at the top of the hour. More on The Moon Graffon Show. Joe Cunningham filling in. Show that's not immune to facts. The Dan Bongino Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Brobridge, Lafayette, a Town Square media station broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. A new push to stop the war in Gaza. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. The people of Gaza are looking into the abyss. The international community must do everything possible to end that ordeal. So the head of the U.N., Antonio Guterres, is calling on the Security Council to pass a resolution calling for a ceasefire in Gaza, where Palestinians say more than 17,000 people have been killed, nearly 2 million civilians displaced. The Palestinian people will not die in silence. That's the Palestinian ambassador, Riyad Mansour. He says enough is enough. Crimes against humanity and genocide. This is how Israel is conducting the war through atrocities. But Israel's ambassador, Gilad Erdan, just told the Security Council... Hamas wants to maximize civilian casualties, to co-op the UN to pressure Israel to seize its fire. He says it's their strategy after the October terror attack. This is why Hamas hides behind and under the civilian population. This is why they use hospitals for cover and schools as arms catches. Iran-backed militants targeted Americans again, this time in a mortar attack aimed at the U.S. Embassy in Baghdad today. Nobody was hurt. It's the 78th attack in Iraq and Syria since the war in Gaza started. The unemployment rate has dropped, falling to 3.7% in November, and hiring was better than expected. With the 199,000 jobs added to payrolls last month, President Biden says more than 14 million jobs have been created since he took office. Still, the president says prices are too high for too many Americans, and his top priority, he says, is to lower costs. That's Fox's Jared Halbert at the White House. The president's son Hunter indicted again on federal tax charges as House Republicans keep investigating his overseas business dealings. Congressman Brian Stile tells Fox Business. It opens up an opportunity to really just show the American people exactly what's going on. And I think people have a right to know. The House may next week formalize an impeachment inquiry probing if President Biden was involved and he claims he was not. America's listening to Fox News. Why should the Federal Reserve have so much power over your IRA or 401k? Whether they create a new bubble with low interest rates or pop the last bubble with high interest rates, a group of unelected government officials has no business deciding your future. Hi, I'm Dr. Ron Paul, and this is just one more reason why I recommend a physical gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. Because precious metals are the best way to maintain your financial independence. And now you can hold gold inside of a tax-advantaged account. 
To learn more, text the word PROTECT to 989898, and my friends at Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold IRAs. Birch Gold is the only gold IRA company I trust, so text PROTECT to 989898 to request your free info kit right now. Dino's Pizza Like No Other, family-owned and operated restaurant in the Acadiana area serving the highest quality pizza on their signature crispy cracker-like crust. Make Dino's Pizza a part of your family traditions. Two locations, Bertrand and Collie Saloon. The Joe Cunningham Show has a new start time. That's right. Hey, everybody, it's me, Joe Cunningham, and I want you to join me every weekday at 5 p.m. here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. All of the news and analysis that's important to you right here in Acadiana, be it local, state, or national, going to have that for you during your evening drive every day from 5 to 6 p.m. The Joe Cunningham Show right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. Resisting the temptation to say how y'all are, because I'm not Moon Grafon. Moon Grafon is out on break. This is Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon Grafon. Glad to be with you across the state of Louisiana. Shout out to all my folks in Natchitoches, where I'm from. If y'all are listening, yes, it's me. I've made it. I'm in the big time now. I'm subbing for the Moon Grafon noted substitute for Dan Bongino and also just a great statewide host. 844-766-6607 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation on the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. Uh, so talking with Scott McKay in the last half hour, he mentioned uh, he, he mentioned a piece on Substack written by uh, Roy Texera. Uh, I, I can't I butchered his name. I know. But uh, he is a longtime Democrat strategist, very progressive. But he's been out there noting the data problems for the Democrats when it comes to the demographic issues they have. And you wrote something today. It's based on a 2,500-person web survey done by Democracy Corps. Now, Democracy Corps, you need to know, is an advisory group founded by Dan, Stan, Stan Greenberg and our old friend James Carville. Surveyed 2,500 voters in presidential Senate and battleground states as well as competitive House districts. Do you know what they found? They found that the party of identity politics is losing the identities. Blacks, Hispanics, Asians, LGBTQ plus community, Gen Z, millennials, unmarried and and, uh, college age women, They're all giving Trump higher approval ratings than Biden. They're not just saying they won't vote for Biden. They're giving Trump higher approval ratings. Here's how their report starts. 
President Biden trails Donald Trump by five points in the battleground states and loses at least another point when we include the independent candidates who get uh, 17% of the vote. Biden is trying to win these states where three quarters believe the country is on the wrong track and 48% say, I will never vote for Biden. Again, blacks, Hispanics, Asians, LGBTQ, Gen Z, millennials, unmarried and college women, they all give Trump a higher approval rating than they give Biden. Across the country, what you're seeing right now is that if the election were held today, not only does Donald Trump win the nomination for the Republican Party, but Donald Trump probably wins the presidential race. If you look at the numbers right now, President Biden and the Democrats, this poll shows, according to Democracy Corps, can make major gains in this daunting election year. They need to talk only about the rising prices and help the Democrats uh, and help the Democrats are providing by reduced drug costs and the monthly child tax credit. Then they need to show who they are fighting for. The strongest narrative tested in the poll is that Biden is shifting economic power away from big corporations to workers. The most popular policy is raising their taxes. So Democracy Corps is saying, hey, give them more of the same. But here's the thing. Here's, here's, here's what all of those words actually mean. All of those words actually mean, hey, start appealing to the working class. Because the Democrats have been fighting so hard, all the stuff on the Green New Deal, all the stuff on LGBTQ, the trans stuff, uh, all their stuff on race and social justice, everything that they're doing on uh, the, all the all the pro-Hamas talking points and everything like that. It's all identity politics. It's all far left. And it's all in academics. There is a reason that three university presidents are on the hot seat right now after saying that calling for the genocide of Jews isn't uh isn't is not uh is not problematic on their campus they said it did not pose a threat to students it's academics james carville again one of the founders of democracy Corps. james carville is the one that said uh that the democrats need to stop using the language of the lack of the faculty lounge democrats are focused so much on appealing to rich urban elite whites and virtue signaling that they're the ones who are all for blacks and browns and all those folks. They've actually stopped appealing to those folks. Hispanic Americans and Asian Americans are turning to the Republican Party. Black voters are just staying home. LGBTQ, they're just staying home. college and unmarried women they're looking at donald trump because things were better economically under donald trump all of this is going into play into joe biden's problems and then you have the hunter biden stuff all that stuff that's trickling out pretty bad problem for the democrats all right, 844-766-6607 the matthew james uh, tax and wealth management hotline we got our dear friend Paul on the line. Paul, how are you? Oh, sorry. Paul, you there? 
Yeah, I'm here. I can hear you now. All right, yeah. yeah. Somebody me? mess with my buttons. I'm, yeah, I hear you. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> okay. I, I've got to comment on something. You know, you, you quoted James Carville, you know, and, and he was on Bill Maher the other day. Yep. And this is the game they play. All of a sudden, they, they figured out that cancel culture on, from the left is hurting them politically. So they, they have these come-to-Jesus moments, but then they reveal them true, their true selves to us. When they compare James Carville with Bill Maher said, Mike Johnson and Christian conservatives are more dangerous than Al-Qaeda. Mm-hmm. So when you, by implication, America first Christians in America politically are equivalent to radical terrorists. And, and if you believe that, and by the way, James Carville taught at the Manship School of Journalism at LSU. So that, that gives you a hint about our universities and, and comp- talking about your earlier segment yeah. about the... Uh, the faculty lounge, so to speak, and, yeah. and how they believe. And I saw that hearing with those college presidents. And they said when they got asked directly about about the uh, Palestinians and what what uh, what it, what it means from the river to the sea and and all that, they said it was about context. And then they were asked directly, "Well, how many conservatives have y'all disinvited to attend your university? Removed, you know, pulled your." your acceptance for for them to attend. And they wouldn't answer those questions. Mm-hmm. So we, we've got a big problem. But but don't think the left gets it. All they've got is is it's hurting them, and now they have to cloak their radical views a little more than they normally do. And then they then they pretend like they get get some clarity on this cancel culture. And then in the very next breath, they, can, they, they compare America First Christian conservatives a bigger threat to the United States and al-Qaeda terrorists. And by the way, the FBI agrees with that. So uh, yeah. don't think that's not a, that's an outlier belief system. They literally had Amer- domestic Trump voting America first conservatives or the biggest terrorist threat to the United States of America. Your own government said that. So I'm not making this up. This oh, is this yeah, is what no. they believe. So don't discount this, this insanity from the left because they're still nuts. They just understand that all this nuttery is hurting them politically right now. So they're trying to cloak what they're doing. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. It's 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 not about an ideological shift. It's just about strategy. That's all it is. They're, yep. they're, they're focusing on the strategy on how to win some of these demographic groups back. But this is the party that has played the, 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 the demographic, the, the, the ideological game, or I'm sorry, the identity game uh, for so long. This is the group that said, hey, they go over to black Americans and say, we'll do all this for you. And they'll, they'll go to Hispanic Americans. They'll say, we'll do all this for you. And then Asian Americans, and then uh, Arab Americans, and then Jewish Americans. And they offer all these things. And then they, they don't understand why those things might conflict with each other from time to time that they don't understand that what everybody wants regardless of race or creed they just want to be able to live their life they want to be able to make money support their family have a family enjoy their time without an overbearing government what the democrats have promised them is an overbearing government well the democrats don't know they can't take it all and and, then i'll say this about the jews on the campus and i'm pro-israel and Mm -hmm. and don't have an animus toward any jew or not all but I do have a question for the for the Jews on these campuses at, at Harvard and Columbia and wherever Cornell, whatever these presidents were from. Where were y'all at marching? Why were y'all marching with Black Lives Matter and Antifa, who are now openly calling for the destruction of Jews and the killing of Jews? I mean, so they got to make up their mind whose side they're on too, because because we're not your enemy. Us old right wing conservative Southern Baptist boys in Louisiana. We're as pro-Israel as they come, believe you have a right to exist as much as any other country on the planet. We're not your enemy. So y'all need to figure out who your enemies are, and you better be a little more selective about who you get hooked at the hip with. So Because they were marching with Antifa and Black Lives Matter, 
just six months ago before Israel became, now they find out who their real friends are or aren't. So, so they need to wake up to that political reality themselves and, and quit, you know, and, and they're still trying to spin it. I mean, I'm watching this, uh, Ellison guy, not Ellison, the uh, Hakeem Jeffries. Uh, yeah the minority leader in the house. I mean, this guy is as radical Islamist as there come as his uncle was a virulent anti-Semite that taught at universities. And he's got writings out there. You know, they look into Mike Johnson to the forward. He wrote for a book, but this guy's dangerous. And he's, he's talking doublespeak again, cloaking what the left really believes. And they better be careful with these guys and don't buy this thing that, that some like, like some of them get it that Israel has a right. They really don't believe that. If they could wave a magic wand, Israel would, would disappear tomorrow from from the planet if the Democrats had their way in this country. So we better wake up to what they're playing. They're they're playing a game now trying to trying to cover up their tracks on what they really believe. And when you go back and look at what they've been saying for years, and if, don't even look at that. Look at what they did. Look what Obama did by sending billions of dollars to Iran mm-hmm. uh, you know, with, with a plain load of cash on pallets. Well, what, who, who's the number one threat to Israel, and who's the number one funder of terrorism on the planet? It's us. What country is that? I say it's, it's us. Because... It's, well, yeah, we are. Yeah, we, <laughs> indirectly, we fund Iran. You're right. You're right. It is us, yeah. unfortunately. The, the number one state sponsor of terrorism is Iran, and the number one funder of Iran right now is us. Paul, thank you very much for calling. Right. Always a pleasure. I, and that's, 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 that's a great point. You know, Joe Biden has lifted all these sanctions off of Iran. Um, and because of that, Iran's made $80 billion since Joe Biden came into office on oil sales. How much of that money do you think has gone to Hamas, Hezbollah, these other terror groups? There's reports out now uh, intelligence officials are concerned. Uh, they're, they're very concerned about a rise in a, a potential rise in terror activity. We're finding people who aren't just Hispanic and South American coming to and through our border. A joint bulletin from the Departments of Homeland Security and Justice to local, state, and federal law enforcement warns that groups like al-Qaeda and ISIS will likely use the Israel-Hamas war to, quote, increase calls for violence in the U.S. during the holiday season compared to prior years. And that memo says the most likely primary targets could include churches, synagogues, and members of the Jewish community. Because they've been emboldened by the Democrats and the Biden administration. All right, let's take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. In the bottom of this hour, Holly Bofi with the Board of Elementary and Secondary Education will be on the line. We'll be talking LEAP and graduation requirements. Some controversy there. We're going to get her side on it. That and more here on the Moon Graffon Show. Joe Cunningham filling in back in just a moment. Folks, you hear me brag about a new advertisement. South Star Urgent Care is the name you need to know. Listen, you, you look up, you're in the middle of the night, you're looking, God, where do we go? South Star Urgent Care. They open on weekends, they open at night, they can get you taken care of. If, you got, if you're sick, if you're feeling bad, maybe you coughing, dehydrated, fever, flu, fractures, South Star Urgent Care wants to service you, and they're going to treat you like you want to be treated. They're going to get you in, get you out. You're not going to sit in a dark waiting room for a bunch of times. South Star Urgent Care. Go to southstarmoon.com, southstarmoon.com. You know you can register before you go and set your appointment. Hey, it's really cool. These folks at South, South Star greet you with a genuine smile and make you feel very comfortable. Folks, you're looking for the perfect urgent care? It's South Star Urgent Care. Go to southstarmoon.com, southstarmoon.com, 
Southstar Urgent Care. It's the urgent care you need. Go to SouthStarMoon.com. SouthStarMoon.com. As parents, we have a lot to be proud of. Our kids are smart, talented, and dedicated, but all of them are at risk. One in three Louisiana high school students use e-cigarettes, and every day, more teens struggle with vape-related problems like nicotine addiction and lung damage. The time to talk to your teen is now, and we can help. Get vaping facts, talking tips, and quitting resources at BehindTheHazeLA.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana Department of Justice. Oh, shucks, you've been hearing me brag about shucks. Been going there for many, many years. Shucks does a great job. If you like seafood, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. I'm telling you right now, there's shrimp, there's oysters, there's fish, all fresh every day right off the boat. So if you want something fresh and you want fresh seafood, you got to go to Shucks. Don't forget, if you're having a party, call Shucks. Let them cater the event for you. Or you can go pick it up. Shucks, they're waiting on you. If you want a great time and you want great food, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. Shucks, oh, they're good. LA 22. Welcome back to the Moon Graffon Show. Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon Graffon. He is taking a well-deserved break, and he will be back on Monday. In the meantime, if you want to be part of the conversation, the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline is open, 844-766-6607 is the number if you want to be part of the show. Now, one of the things that kind of gets missed in all of this. Talking about Joe Biden, the Democrats, their demographic problems, what the Democrats actually stand for, what they represent right now. Uh, You know, Paul nailed it. We we mentioned James Carville. He's one of the guys that founded uh, Democracy Corps. Uh, They had this survey. This is all these minority groups are drifting away from Joe Biden and the Democrats. And then Carville talks about all this woke stuff, this faculty lounge stuff that doesn't work. And then he goes on Bill Maher's show. And on Bill Maher's show, he he says Christian nationalists are a bigger threat to this country than Al-Qaeda. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Okay? I don't know any Christian nationalists that have hijacked a bunch of planes and crashed them into uh, major buildings in the U.S. Haven't heard of any. Could be wrong, but I haven't heard of any. Um, I haven't heard of any Christian nationalists calling for a religious holy war against the West, uh, planning multiple terror attacks. Christian nationalism, what, what Christian nationalism is and what the media believes it is are two radically different things. As Paul said, what, what the media is describing are, are America first Christians which is what Paul Johnson is, which is what a lot of Americans are. And the democratic attacks against Christian nationalists really are just them attacking Christians, people who live their faith publicly. You know, talking with Scott McKay earlier, uh, just remember the, the Obama administration and Democrats going after the Masterpiece Cake Shop guy, going after the Little Sisters of the Poor, going after religious groups for living their faith. Part of being a Christian is about living your faith publicly. Publicly showing 
your faith, in everything you do, in your devotion, in your, your daily work devotion, the stuff that you do at your job daily, that you are living a Christian life, living your Christian morals through your work and displaying that's part of your ministry. And Democrats think that is just, that's a threat to America. That's a greater threat than Al-Qaeda, greater threat than Islamic radicals who want to fundamentally overthrow the entire basis of this nation. They want to commit a genocide against the Jews. They wouldn't mind committing genocide against the Christians either. But these radicals who do such vile and vulgar things as part of their war against the Jews, against Israel, and against the West, all the stuff they do somehow... That's a bigger threat than a bunch of guys who want a return to a more Christian-based run government where our ideas and our morals are determined more by faith than they are by the secularism of the Democratic Party. The Democrats are people who really and truly believe that A Handmaid's Tale could happen. You know, it was a big show on Hulu. It is a well-known book. It's a horrible book. It's a horrible show. And the Democrats think, oh, my God, that could actually happen. No, it can't. That's what they think because they have it in their heads. For all this talk about the threat to democracy, the destruction of democracy, it really just shows how little faith the Democrats have in the institutions of our country. They don't think the American system of government is actually strong enough to withstand whatever they think is a threat, that we should just shut it all down and do something new because what we currently have doesn't work. People could overthrow it willy-nilly. That's not how the system's set up. The system's set up to work, and it's been working pretty damn well until they're until the Democrats get their hands on it. All right, let's take a break. We'll be back. Bottom of the hour, Holly Bofe with the Board of Elementary and Secondary Education will be joining us here on the Moon Graffon Show. Joe Cunningham filling in. holidays, I use Cane River Pecan Company gifts to thank my loyal sponsors. Cane River Pecan Company is family-owned, Louisiana company since 1969, and features the premier selection of gourmet pecans in the South. Visit CaneRiverPecan.com and see why pecan gifts are the perfect way to strengthen business relationships and recognize loyal customers. Call toll-free 800-293-8710. Again, the number is 800-293-8710, and ask to have a free catalog sent to you, or visit them online at CaneRiverPecans.com. Do what Moon does. That's me. Get pecans from Cane River Pecan Company. Once again, call toll-free 1-800-293-8710, 1-800-293-8710. Hey, I've been doing this for many, many years. Send Cane River Pecan, they'll never forget you. CaneRiverPecans.com. Folks, you hear me brag about a new advertisement, South Star Urgent Care. It's the name you need to know. Listen, you, you look up, you're in the middle of the night, you're looking, God, where do we go? South Star Urgent Care. They open on weekends, they open at night, they can get you taken care of. If, you got, if you're sick, if you're feeling bad, maybe you coughing, dehydrated, fever, flu, fractures, South Star Urgent Care wants to service you, and they're going to treat you like you want to be treated. They're going to get you in, get you out. You're not going to sit in a dark waiting room for a bunch of times. 
South Star Urgent Care. Go to southstarmoon.com, southstarmoon.com. You know, you can register before you go and set your appointment. Hey, it's really cool. These folks at South, South Star greet you with a genuine smile and make you feel very comfortable. Folks, you're looking for the perfect urgent care? It's South Star Urgent Care. Go to southstarmoon.com, southstarmoon.com. South Star Urgent Care. It's the urgent care you need. Go to southstarmoon.com, southstarmoon.com. It's obvious. This hour of the Moon Griffon Show brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Hi, I'm Dale Brown, best-selling techno-thriller author. I'm also a mission pilot and squadron commander in the Civil Air Patrol. The members of the Civil Air Patrol are volunteer professionals who serve their communities and their nation every day with emergency services, aerospace education, and cadet programs. We train hard, we fly hard, and we get the job done for America. Join the Civil Air Patrol. Visit www.gocivilairpatrol.com and let's go flying. Want a relaxing way to spend some time? Louisiana State Parks are right in your own backyard. Spend the day hiking, fishing, biking, and picnicking, or stay overnight at one of our affordable cabins, campsites, or group camps. And tour a state historic site for an educational experience the whole family can enjoy. Call 1-877-226-7652 for more information or visit www.lastateparks.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana Office of State Parks. Welcome back to the Moon Graffon Show. This is not Moon Graffon. Joe Cunningham filling in for the vacationing moon. He will be back on Monday. Still got so much we got to talk about it. Not enough time, it seems, to ever really talk about it all. Joining us on the phone, we've got uh, a member of the Board of Elementary and Secondary Education, outgoing member, you're the, uh, and Holly Bofi with us. Holly, you're the outgoing president as well, right? That's right. All right. So there's been a lot of talk here on on Moon Show and elsewhere about uh, these rules regarding the change of requirement, uh, uh, graduation requirements, leap testing, and all that. There's a lot of info out there. I know your name has has come up in the center of it all. Uh, so just in in your own perspective, what is this change for? What is it about? And uh, I know there's a lot of criticism of it. Just kind of go into some of that. Will do. So thank you for the time today. Currently, high school students in Louisiana public schools must reach a specific cut score um, on at least stan- three standardized tests in order to graduate. Mm-hmm. So we're actually, our public high school students are the only ones in the country that have this requirement. Only eight states still have standardized test scores as a graduation requirement. Now, a lot of other states are using standardized tests, but they use them differently. They actually use them to calculate into the student's grades, and only eight states still have it as part of the graduation requirement. So Louisiana will be the last state to stop denying students a diploma based solely on a standardized test because on December 20th, our Excel appeal policy uh, will take effect. So I'm really excited about it for a lot of reasons. One is because it maintains high standards, but two, and I think you're really going to like this, is I think it's going to shift 
educators um, in terms of their support for some of our most vulnerable students. So in order to appeal this LEAP standardized test graduation requirement, students have to earn all their Carnegie units required uh, for their diploma. And then they have to demonstrate their evidence of content proficiency. That's either through the standardized test, which if you pass the test, good for you, you don't have to do anything else. But if you don't pass the test, then you would have to demonstrate your content proficiency through a portfolio of work. So let's say this is all about the U.S. history test, right, that a lot of our students really struggle with. Yeah. And as a state, we're moving away from. We're going to implement a civics test instead. If that's the case, you would be able to demonstrate your knowledge through a portfolio of work. And then that portfolio would be judged by an SBLC team. So this an SBLC is a school building level committee, and it's made up of educators that represent different roles in the school system. Mm -hmm. What I think is really powerful, though, about this policy is that for students who are in this position, they would have to demonstrate their evidence of employability with either uh, the National uh, Career Readiness Certificate that they can get through the Work Keys test, through qualifying for a TOPS Tech Award, or through earning a graduation qualifying industry-based credential. So mm -hmm. the, the thought here is that if you are really struggling with LEAP, you're, you probably are not going to be a lawyer. So right. what is it, what gifts do you have? How do you want to contribute to the community? And so instead of educators focusing on just testing and testing and testing children over and over again, they'll be able to shift their support to talk to the students about their gifts and about their interests and, and really um, help them prepare for post-secondary success in the workforce. Now, the, my favorite part of this policy, what really gets me excited, is that students are also required to meet with the Workforce Innovations Opportunities Act provider, vocational rehabilitation service provider, or other local career support agencies to determine what their eligibility might be for additional training in that area mm -hmm. and what economic opportunities are for students. And so... I don't know if you know this, but I've been a high school principal. Um, it's a little over three years now. And so doing this work, you know, with my background as a classroom teacher certainly informed the work. Mm -hmm. But now that I am the principal of a school, now that I'm the principal of a school, I have an, a special opportunity to see the transcripts of such a wide variety of students. And I think being able to shift away from just testing and testing and testing and testing kids over and over again, which to me is the definition of insanity. Instead of doing this, we'll really be able to shift the focus and the work of the educators to looking at the, the individual child and what gifts they may bring. So this to me, it sounds like an expansion of, uh, of the, the, the situation that a lot of our special needs and our special ed kids already have, they have provisions in, I think it was built into IDEA and, and state law, where if they, if they do not score a proficient enough score on the uh, LEAP test, they can show it through a portfolio of work. I had, when I was a teacher, several students that, just in case, we built up their portfolio that showed the certain strands that they had to know in the standards. And so they had that as an alternative to their LEAP score. Is, is that basically what this is? So this is 
is actually more rigorous. Um, what you're referring to is the April Dunn Act. And I have um, so much respect for the people that put the April Dunn Act in place. And I think it is added value to our system. But if I was the parent of a special needs child, I would be more interested in the Excel appeals policy for my mm -hmm. child because it is, it's allowing you um, to keep all of the things in place, right? So instead of a teacher saying, oh, well, we don't, you know, we're not concerned if you pass the standardized test or not, what you do, and, and I think of it like an interstate, Joe, is like, mm -hmm. You want to keep all the kids on the interstate for as long as possible, right? Right. And with the Excel appeals policy, what it provides, and I mean, this is just the, the fact of life, right? Sometimes when I'm going to Baton Rouge to these Bessie meetings, I have to detour a little bit and take some back roads to be able to get there as fast as I can. Well, with some of our students, like we want them on the interstate for as long as possible, this Excel appeals policy makes that happen because they cannot appeal to their senior year. Mm -hmm. But I think the value here is that industry-based credential, right? And yeah. so that's where where a, a student that is graduating through the April Dunn Act, they don't have to actually get the credential. They have specialized goals. And so I view this as a way to actually raise standards for some of our special needs students, mm -hmm. but also... You know, I'm going to tell you the student of a, about a student I have. Um, we're going to call him Lorenzo. So Lorenzo's my student. He has an advanced and an electrical training alliance advanced credential. Mm -hmm. I have, um, uh, industry that would love to have this child, right? His work ethic is through the roof. Yeah. He also has a welding certification. So this child is ready, ready for the workforce. Well, right now he's having to go to Baton Rouge every other um, to New Orleans every other week for chemo treatment, mm -hmm. and the educators are forced to have this kid come and take the leap test. Well, the last thing you want is for someone who is taking chemo treatments to be in a school taking a test. Right, yeah. his immune system is compromised, and these acute health situations, um, like there's no room for them in the policy that existed before. And so that's why I'm so excited about this policy going in, into place on December 20th. I'm, I think it's the right thing to do for kids, but I also think it's going to get our educators to, sh to shift their mindsets mm -hmm. and their focus on supporting our kids with the gifts they have to help them be able to contribute to our communities. Because you know, the problem is we have a lot of kids who may graduate or who may go right to the end and then drop out but they don't have any real opportunities once they graduate. And we need everybody using their gifts, right? It's the disconnected youth rate that is um, contributing to crime and contributing to the issues, the problems we have in society. So I know people want to talk about like transforming high schools. Mm -hmm. High schools have been the way they are for a very long time. I don't, I think this is a way to begin to shift, right? Yeah. Like, it's hard to do overall, like huge overhauls or transformation, but a shift like this, I think is a way to get people to think just a little bit differently and give them a few more options for serving kids. So, you know, I only have about 30 days left on Bessie and mm -hmm. I'm just so proud and excited of the work we've done and excited about seeing it, um, you know, get implemented by the department. 
So there's there's a lot of heavy criticism, though, that this is just a way to lower standards and that this is uh, this is going to reduce the quality of students that we put out. What what do you say to 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 those uh, challenges to this policy? Well, I mean, I think in any instance of life, you have policy purists. Right. Mm -hmm. Like people who have fought really hard and who have gotten some really good policies put in place. And so I, I think that's what we're hearing right now. And I would just encourage people to have a more balanced uh, view of it. Um, because, you know, if we keep doing what we, what we're doing right now, then we're over testing kids. Like, why would you give a child a U.S. history test nine times? when instead you can help them become a welder and they can make way more money than I'll ever make as an educator, right? Like such incredible ways to uh, contribute to society. So I just, I mean, there, you're never going to have change and get 100% of people on board. Mm -hmm. And Joe, if I could go back and do these 12 years again with the things I've learned, I just, I just don't think we're going to get to where we need to be mm -hmm. with shame and blame, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Shaming people and blaming people is not the way to change our communities, and it's not the way to change our schools. We have to come together. We have to come together with truth, and that's why I like the assessments, because the assessments give us the data to know what we have to do better, right? Like, just like I don't like uh, taking my blood pressure, it gives me the truth about my health, so I need to keep doing that. So the truth is important that we need that through our assessments. We also, though, and that's what my hope is for our state, and that's what my prayer is for um, Governor-elect Landry and the people he appoints to Bessie, is that they help us find a unity of purpose. And I think that's what we've been missing, right, is this unity of purpose. I believe, personally, it's something around tapping into the gifts of each individual child. And, and that's what I hope the unity of purpose is, because a welder is just as important as a teacher, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and you know how much I love teachers and believe in teachers. And so I think that's the truth. And so I think between those two things, the unity of purpose and the truth of where we are, I think we also need a whole lot of love, Joe. And so um, I won't be on Bessie much longer, but I'll be here in Lafayette at the Career Center loving on our kids and just trying to give them hope and, uh, and purpose, right, so that they can have a good future. Absolutely. Holly Bofi with the Board of Elementary and Secondary Education. Thank you so much for joining us. I know because I've talked with him. I know Moon wants to have you on. I, I, I know he would love for you to call in because he's got a lot of questions. He's got a lot of criticism for it. I know he wants to have you on. So I hope you're able to, to call in and join him sometime. Absolutely. Make sure that uh, Moon's got my cell phone number, Joe, but just ask him not to share it with the world. All right. I will. But I will definitely give uh, give him your number. Thank you very much, Holly, for joining us. Thank you. All right. We're going to take this break. We are going to wrap up this hour when we get back. Plenty more to talk about. Of course, there's a third hour if you're local, but we've got to cram a lot of the statewide stuff in still. We'll have that and more here on the Moon Grafon Show. Joe Cunningham filling in back in just a moment.
about one of my new advertisers, Adapt Concepts AC Service Repairs. Oh, serving all of Acadiana, surrounding areas, and the Gulf of Mexico for over six years. Full-service AC and heating company. Repairs, installation, and preventive maintenance, which is very, very important. Insulation service, professional quality services, focus on creating value for you. Terms of certified technician, 24-7 customer service, and free consultation. I'm talking ADAPT Concepts, AC service repairs. You want the professionals? You want the best? This is them. Purchase a qualified high-efficient system for maintenance, plus get a free 12-year parts and labor warranty. Wow, don't you want to know about that? Call them at 337-408-8202. That's 337-408-8202. Or go to the website, adapt-ac.com. That's adapt-ac.com. The rapidly changing cybersecurity needs of your business keeping you up at night? Our Convergence was founded by two honest men, respected and faithful Louisiana natives over 20 years ago. The passion for excellence and service led to the growth one customer at a time and expanded to the entire Gulf Coast region. Our Convergence has established a long history of being trusted cyber security and advanced technology partners for large enterprise-grade companies, including universities, banks, healthcare providers. Our Convergence also offers the same level of expertise and service to small businesses with no IT staff, none. Give Our Convergence the chance to earn your business. By calling them at 1-800-820-9695, 800-820-9695, or by visiting their website, iConvergence.com, iConvergence.com. Let the professionals at iConvergence get you taken care of, and you're going to feel safe from the changing cybersecurity landscape. The Holidays play. Welcome back to the Moon Graffon Show. Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon Graffon. He is out today, back on uh, back on Monday. Be an exciting, action-packed week as we gear up closer and closer to Christmas, closer and closer to the end of the year, which is usually a time everybody starts really losing their minds, especially through like as we get toward this big electoral season we've got coming up. So. This this one is just silly to me. I say, so those of you who are in Lafayette, if you listen to my show at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, uh, if you heard it yesterday, you've, you've already heard me give this rant. But uh, this, this, this is just silliness. There is a group of leftists out there, leftist activists, who really and truly believe that the ills of the world, the... Uh, the, quote, genocide of the Palestinians, stuff like that, all of that would would be cured if Taylor Swift would just go to Instagram and post hashtag ceasefire now. They really and truly, they really and truly think that if celebrities would just virtue signal, all of the problems would go away. 
I'm here to tell you, if Taylor Swift goes to Instagram right now and calls for a ceasefire in Gaza, approximately zero things will change other than it may actually hurt Joe Biden's re-election chances even further. Like, that's it. But Taylor Swift's not going to do that. Taylor Swift is a businesswoman who has also happened to be somebody who makes music, allegedly. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm, she does make music. I, it's just not my taste. But Taylor Swift is not going to do anything that alienates her audience. And I'm sorry, you little leftists out there who, who want Taylor Swift to go and, and, and sing the praises of Gaza and sing the praises of, of Hamas as freedom fighters. It's not going to work like that. She's not going to do it because you know what? She can lose the handful of activists who want her to do that and she doesn't. Or she can lose a ton of audience members by taking one side or another. Hmm. Which one are you going to take? How are you going to maximize your album? She's not going to do it. Plus, every time she's spoken out politically, like she endorsed uh, candidates in Tennessee a few years back. You know what happened? Everybody that she endorsed lost. They keep wanting her to get involved in these sorts of things. And it, it, when she does, it doesn't work out. And when she does, it, it, costs, her on, it, it costs her fans. It costs her album sales. It costs her live streaming. It, it's not going to happen. But this desire by these deranged leftists who, for one reason or another, I, I, I said this last night and I say it again, I legitimately don't understand how these people get dressed in the morning, how they put on their pants and not concuss themselves because of how stupid they act on Twitter and on Instagram and all these other places. It's not going to happen, folks. Anyway, that's it. That's the rant about Taylor Swift. I just wanted to get that in there before we had to go because it, it's still happening. It's still, it, I still see it on social media. Where is Taylor Swift? Why is Taylor silent? Speak up for the Swifties who are being oppressed. Like that's no, like the people in in Hamas in Gaza. They don't listen to Taylor Swift. They really don't. Man, it's, it's just it, it's it's oh so silly. Anyway, that's. That's the rant for the day. Um, I do want to also point out, going back to the Biden stuff at the beginning of the show, um, we had the caller, uh, I think it was, I forget which caller it was, but uh, the, the, the basically conspiracy, uh, the, this, this grand conspiracy between the Democrats and the media and the intelligence community and all that to... Uh, to call Hunter Biden's laptop disinformation, uh, to call it a Russian uh, misinformation campaign, all this stuff, uh, run cover for Joe Biden so that he could beat uh, Donald Trump. All of that is just proof that Republicans really do need to go out and vote. We, we, we in Louisiana just got through an election cycle where thankfully conservatism won. If you look at the numbers, you look at the stuff I've talked about today, Democrats, their they're voting blocks are depressed. They're either going to vote Republican or they're just going to stay home. More likely the latter than the former. But Republicans need to make sure they don't slack off and think, oh, well, we got this and they stay home. If you guys want change, if you want to change all this stuff, this two-tier justice system, all that, you need to go out and vote. Anyway, 
We're going to take this break. If you're local, you get me for another hour. If you're not local, well, guess what? On Monday, Moon Grafon is back. And he will be well-rested and raring to go. You guys have a great day. I'll talk to you again soon. This is Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon Grafon. Have a great weekend. Show that's not immune to facts. The Dan Bongino Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a Town Square media station broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. A breaking point in Gaza on Lisa Brady, Fox News. That's how the head of the U.N. sees it after two months of war between Israel and Hamas, warning the U.N. Security Council the situation is becoming untenable. The people of Gaza are being told to move like human pinballs, ricocheting between ever smaller slivers of the south without any of the basics for survival. But nowhere in Gaza Secretary General Antonio Guterres pushing for a ceasefire resolution as the Palestinian ambassador Riyad Mansour accuses Israel of ethnic cleansing. If two months of dehumanization and lies and massacres are not enough to make you understand Israelis' plan, what will? But Israel's ambassador Gilad Erdan says Hamas wants to maximize civilian casualties by using human shields. Hamas knows that the more civilian fatalities there are, the more pressure the international community will put on Israel. Erdan says Hamas violated the recent ceasefire. Deputy U.S. Envoy to the U.N. Robert Wood says how Israel defends itself matters, but that an immediate ceasefire would only plant seeds for the next war. A man accused of firing a shotgun in the air outside a Jewish temple in Albany, New York yesterday is now facing a federal firearms charge. 28-year-old Mufid Fawaz Al-Qadr lives in the Albany area. Police say he yelled free Palestine when being taken into custody and said he was motivated by Israel's war against Hamas terrorists. While no one was injured, the incident took place in advance of the start of Hanukkah and while children were attending preschool inside. Fox's Evan Brown, Al-Qaeda remains in custody after waiving his right to a detention hearing. An attack on the U.S. Embassy compound in Baghdad, mortar rounds, a defense official says caused minimal damage, no injuries. There have been at least 78 attacks targeting U.S. forces in Iraq and Syria. America's listening to Fox News. Why should the Federal Reserve have so much power over your IRA or 401k? Whether they create a new bubble with low interest rates or pop the last bubble with high interest rates, a group of unelected government officials has no business deciding your future. Hi, I'm Dr. Ron Paul, and this is just one more reason why I recommend a physical gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. Because precious metals are the best way to maintain your financial independence. And now you can hold gold inside of a tax-advantaged account. To learn more, text the word PROTECT to 989898 and my friends at Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold IRAs. Birch Gold is the only gold IRA company I trust, so text PROTECT 
1-800-242-9898 to request your free info kit right now. President Biden heading to Vegas to talk about infrastructure investments after hailing today's jobs report as evidence of more progress. Job creation was slightly stronger than expected in November. There were 199,000 new positions created. The unemployment rate declined to 3.7 percent. The Labor Department says the end of the United Auto Workers strike allowed manufacturing to staff up again last month. The labor force participation rate rose to 62.8, a sign of people returning to the workforce. Fox is Ginny Cosola. The president's poll numbers on the economy remain low. He says prices are still too high for many Americans and that his top priority is to lower costs. Heartbroken parents speaking at the sentencing for a school shooter in Michigan. We wear the pain like a heavy coat. Constant reminders every day. Buck Mears' son is one of four students killed by Ethan Crumbly, who was 15 at the time and now faces life in prison. Olympic restrictions related to the war in Ukraine are being loosened a bit. Some Russian and Belarusian athletes will be allowed to compete in the 2024 Summer Olympics in Paris. Friday, the International Olympic Committee removed what had been a blanket ban as a result of Russia's invasion of Ukraine and Belarus's military support. While Russia will not be allowed to compete in team events, already eight Russian individual athletes and three from Belarus have qualified for next summer's Olympics. Still, these athletes will compete under neutral status, without official association to their country's flag, colors, or national anthem. Athletes from Russia and Belarus are only eligible for consideration if they have not actively supported the war and are not part of the military or security forces. The 2024 Summer Olympics begin in Paris in July. Jared Max, Fox News. Stocks turning mixed. The Dow's up just slightly, about six points. The S&P is now down a fraction. The Nasdaq up just a point. Oil prices back over $70 a barrel. I'm Lisa Brady, Fox News.